Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. from that was a tv show hello 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 it's hello three stooges oh okay thank you or as my daughter used to call them the free dudges <laughs> the i watch free dudges the okay f- girl you watch the three stooges it's the always funny to me when when men proudly proclaim beating their chest well we're the only ones that like the three three stooges girls don't like that and i was like what, what? girls do you know do you know any girls <laughs> hello well, who would care? Oh, everybody cares about <laughs> everything, as you well know. Oh, God, I'm so tired of that, too. I, I am, too. I, well, I told you, I think, last week that what I've been doing lately is people come up with whatever damn thing they're all stressed out about. And I go, you you are aware that the polar ice caps are melting, aren't you? <laughs> so what, what do I care about that? Do I care? No, the answer is no, no, no. No. <laughs> Read my lips. <laughs> I care though that at this moment there is a squirrel in the house, y'all. Yeah. We are sitting on the porch at Weird Mountain, and I opened up the door this afternoon, and it looked like a cyclone had hit. And I was like, well, "What the hell happened here?" The curtain was down in the front room, and I put it back up. And then I wandered through the house, and there's a little container of suet, like you put in your bird feeder. Some had eaten that, and I thought, oh, gee, hose of fat. It's a damn rat. There's a rat in the house. So then I'm looking around, looking around. It's a squirrel. It's stuck in the window. That can't figure out how to get out because they're not very bright. And it's about insane right now. Well, I can see that it would be insane to have to be locked in that house <laughs> with all the food in the world and the ability to tear up everything. Yeah. There were mugs. It had knocked mugs out of the shelf in there. What? It's like, damn, son. <laughs> well, anyway, so maybe there was a whole party and you're just catching I, the last you know, one. That could be that could be totally a Yeah, but it's gotta go. It's gotta go. So we've got Gomez the yard man. We got a little call into him. See if he's got that big old live trap he used to have yeah. that used on Mr. Brownhall. Yeah. We Byron Hanseled Hansel and Gretel it. And we'll so see. far it hasn't meant anything to the squirrel but no. got the front doors open the back doors open and we're out on the porch and it is a beautiful day Golly, so it could be worse day. could be worse it could oh be a damn gosh. groundhog could be a groundhog could be a rat i'm honestly yeah i mean that's a whole lot of rodents we just talked about but rats of all three of those rats are really smart smart There's, rats are very smart i thought you were going to say mean no they're very smart Squirrels not very bright, so and I don't know about groundhogs. They're just annoying. I have zero, and I'm, I can't believe I'm so lucky in saying this. Real experience with rats, other than I've seen them out yeah, and about, like in Rat Alley. I saw them, 
I've seen them in some of the bigger cities, but mm -hmm. I've never had any interactions with them. And I'm so glad I saw this movie when I was a kid. And it was, it had, I can't remember anything about it, except that at one point there was a big city rat and it had jumped in a bassinet. Oh. And it was eating a little baby's face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you see why I don't watch now, Somebody's going to know that movie. They go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. That was awful. Ilsa. Anyway, yes, Ilsa. That had a big effect on me. Mm. That one, and do you remember uh, The Fly? Yes, I loved that. I thought that was pretty cool. I was four, and I saw it on Shock Theater. Four? Oh, yeah. And I thought that The Fly lived in my closet after that. Oh, honey. I know. For a little while, and then I didn't. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that'd be it for me. But I guess not. The fly. I loved Dr. Demento. Yeah. Followed by Shock Theater. Yeah, I remember there was a thing on Shock Theater. I probably couldn't have been more six or seven years old, and I was at my grandmother's house. And for some reason, everybody had left and had left me alone watching Shock Theater. Alone. I was, maybe I was a little older than that, but I was little. And it was some kind of movie about how some in some, uh, some place where people got buried inside trees. And there was somebody who was a criminal. And I don't know, maybe they buried him alive inside of the tree. And then the tree came alive and was walking around. And I remember being so scared that I couldn't even get close to the TV and turn it off. Oh, you know how that was? Oh, yeah. I couldn't get close to it. And I just went outside and just waited on the porch. I just stood there waiting for somebody to come home oh. on the porch. And I could hear it inside. Oh. I could hear the movie going on. And I just stood on the porch. Uh, they got back probably not too long after that. Oh. They probably just gone up the street for cigarettes or something. Oh. And they got back and they said, what are you doing out here? I told you to stay in the house. And I was like. No, uh-uh, no, no. And then they went and turned it off for you? Oh, probably not. They probably sat down with me and laughed at it and said, See, what are you afraid of? Yes. There's nothing to be afraid of here. What is wrong with you? Well, it's a little, when you're young and you've never seen anything like that before, it'll shock you. And then you get that, yeah, I can see being scared or something like that. And, of course, I picked up my phone, y'all, so I can look up what that movie was. I looked it up one time and found it. Did you? I've never seen it since, and I would like to, because I bet it's just real. It looks like one of those old Godzilla movies. I'd be like, <laughs> why was I afraid of that again? Well, I understand that Jeff Goldblum did a, a newer version of The Fly, which I did not yes. see, I, although I love Jeff Goldblum, uh, but I didn't see it. But this one, I remember at the very last scene, or one of the last scenes, there was this little voice, and it was going, help me, help me. <laughs> Now, I could watch Dracula, because I did. I watched The Blob. I remember, you remember The Blob? I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looked kind of oh. fun to me. The Blob did. Well, uh, I, lo I loved all that stuff. I grew up on all that weird, all schlocky horror stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love space, you know, when the aliens would come in and do something. Oh, no, aliens are here. Oh, I remember a couple of those like that with Shock Theater. Now, what was that one that had the... The fellow who would come out in the voice and he would talk about, oh, the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. I loved that, too. Yeah, I grew up on all that creepy stuff. And then my mother, when I was like, I don't know, eight or nine years old, because I was a really precocious reader, my mother handed me Lovecraft. And I read oh. that. I had read all of Lovecraft by the time I was 10, I think. 
I read Lovecraft. That was one of those books that uh, my grandfather had in a big box of books. Because you used to be able to go to the auction. And yes. I think you'd pay about $2 and you'd get a whole big box of books. But you never knew what was going to be in the books. You'd just say, yeah, I'll take that. And we were voracious readers in my family. And he would take these boxes and set them out there on the porch. And it was it was free. Free range. Anything that you could pick up, you could read. Nice. I loved it. Because nice. when I was at my parents' place, I would read mom's school books. Because oh, there wasn't ugh. really much else. I know. That's, part, that's what's wrong with me today. But when I was in Robbinsville, I would read whatever was available in those boxes. And man, it was a lot of stuff. I read Jaws, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was about the time I quit quit watching TV for the most part. Because <laughs> I was discovering, I discovered Stephen King way too young. He was just coming around when I was about just coming around. <laughs> so so funny. I got I got my book back from uh, the from the editor this past weekend, and in it I had referenced Pet Cemetery, and I'd spelled it the way Stephen King spells it, which is not the correct way. Yeah. And one of the editors had corrected it, and so I had to go in and write a note. I had to write a correction of the correction to say, no, this is how it is spelled in the book Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the last scary book I ever read. Uh, Pet Cemetery when it came out. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, mine would be probably he had a tower series. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, but I didn't like that so much. I he kind of went into fantasy a bit on it. And I I read that and then after that I think I just got too busy to read a lot of paperbacks. And you know, I saved my reading for other things. And now now I think I listen to podcasts and the news more than I read it, probably. Yeah. I listen to it. Because I know how to search for it and not, you know, use assistance is what I use, which is another way of saying I use an AI, which is a really crappy segue into what we were going to talk about. Yeah, but it's a good segue. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it. So I wanted to talk about uh, AI art, specifically Dolly, and that's D-A-L-L-E. For those of yes. you who have not heard of it, it's it's supposed to be a play on Salvador Dali. So these AI art programs, and this one specifically, has learned how to take your commands, as long as they're just one word, separated by a comma. So you could say mushroom, comma, psychedelic, comma, frog, comma, sitting, comma, top. And what it'll do is take those words and it'll create, I think, five different pieces of, air quotes here, art yes. based on your commands. And the, and the theory being if you, if you want one of them and you somehow belong to whatever this group is that uses this, um, you can choose it and then you can go and give it even more specific information and eventually... It'll be satisfactory to you, the human. Well, I have a problem with that. <laughs> I have a problem with that. Uh, it's an enticing thought to have a digital paintbrush that paints your imagination. Uh -huh. Except that you got to realize that's not your imagination. No, it's not. 
It's, it's the AI's imagination. And in order to learn how to do these things that we're talking about, the AI took, or the company creating the program, just took, for there's no other word for it, 400 million pairs of, of pictures from the internet. And it refuses to start over. It refuses to say who it took them from. And I think mm. it's a safe bet that anyone who's put any kind of image out on the internet, it's probably been indexed and used by this AI. And I don't know I'm about sure. you, but that is offensive to me. It is offensive. And especially because they're going to be our, our overlords. Maybe they're, Maybe the AI art is just there to please the digital overlords or something. And, I mean, I know it's a fascinating topic. It is. I read all about it in Sci-Fi Land back in the 80s. It is. But, yeah, but, but it's a dangerous place to be uh, sometimes, I think. I, and i got to be honest that for me, there are things, and part of it I know is because I'm just old. I'm, just, I'm old. And I've experienced things in life. But this whole notion of um, virtual reality... It just feels to me like a slippery slope. So I don't have to look around at the reality around me, assuming this is reality. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. Blue pill or the red pill. But assuming that this reality sitting on the porch with the wisteria invading and everything just looking like fall is about here. And the squirrel in the building. And the squirrel in the house. And... So this is reality, and you, you have to deal with having a squirrel in the house versus virtual reality and how seductive it would be mm -hmm. just to live in that place mm -hmm. until you waste away to nothing. Yep, until you don't know or care. That's the Matrix, isn't it? Yeah. And that was the whole premise of the Matrix. Yes. Yep. So you look at that and you go, whoa, that guy was, he was ahead of his time. But was he really? Because we were all, we were all ready for that thought. Yes. Yes. And it was presented to us in this really nice, you know, format with this good-looking guy, and it seemed so cool, and so many people, including me, threw our intellect into technology field that will never pay you back except in money sometimes, if you're lucky. I think most programmers spend much more time online than they'll ever get paid for. Oh, well, that's all of us are doing way more than we ever gonna get paid for, aren't we? Yeah, but but most of of y'all are not working in the tech field, so yeah. you're just fascinated yeah. by one aspect or another of something online. And the internet is a useful tool. It's so useful that we are dependent on it now for most everything. So what's happened? It's helped our brains get soft. <laughs> so, and I know I talk, I talk about this maybe a little bit too much, but it, every time a new product comes out, oh, and and you won't have to do this laborious thing. Yeah. All these kind of quote unquote labor saving devices. I just go, did y'all not see Wally? Yeah, I seen Wally, and in it, everything got done for us, and we never had to do a damn thing. And look what happened to us. We turned into big old dumb stupid blobs. So. <laughs> Why, why in the world would you want to want to do that? Why? Oh, why? Why? But I realize I'm just, you know, behind my times. Well, we it's just coming. have, we have very limited memories. I wish that was true. Yeah, I think it, I, no, I mean, 
You mean Maybe collectively? Maybe not for you, but I yeah. mean collectively. We can't remember what it, what, ha what it would be like. We probably don't even remember Wally. Some of us. It wasn't that long ago. No. And there have been plenty of books warning about it. and It's been in all kinds of uh, ancient texts through the years. Yeah, we don't so. pay no attention to that. That's right. That's right. Is it on TikTok? Probably, because if it ain't even real on TikTok, I ain't seen it. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, because I don't ever go to TikTok. No, as y'all know, Byron, no TikTok. talky No TikTok. Okay, no TikTok for me. That's it. That's it. Hey, you know, I just had a thought. What? I wonder if Freddie Mercury would like to go in the house. Well, you know, or when I saw, old? when I realized that the squirrel was in there, I came out on the porch to see if I'd missed him, but. Uh, Freddie ain't here today. Hmm. Freddie Mercury, we got something for you. I, th I think that that little furry thing is a literal interpretation of my brain today. <laughs> you know, when you hear somebody go, squirrel, that's exactly, that's where I've been all day. Squirrel. <laughs> well, y'all, because I have my, uh, my device, my handheld device here. I looked up that movie, and it is called... From hell it came. Ooh. And I posted it on the Facebook page. From hell it came. From hell it came. It was in 1957. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks terrible. Does it? Oh, my God. Would you call it schlock? Oh, I would totally would call it schlock. <laughs> schlock theater. I, I still remember that lineup. After schlock theater came... Uh, American Bandstand. Yes. And then came uh, Soul Train. It was later, oh, you know. Yeah. I, I miss Soul I mean, Train. We didn't have Soul Train when I was there. No, but I I was there for I it, loved maybe. Soul Train. I did too. <laughs> I was at a, a garden community garden meeting, I think, uh, with a whole bunch of different people in the in the community, and we were supposed to introduce ourselves. And uh, Dwayne Dwayne Burton said. Hey, how about we introduce ourselves like we're dancing, you know, like in Soul Train when they would dance towards the camera and say their name. And by God, I did that. He said, girl, you got some moves. I love that idea. <laughs> and everybody, you know, most everybody else, would, they would just like walk forward like, my name is Byron Ballard. I am with this community garden. Not me, buddy. I was swinging my hips and waving my arms. Whatever. <laughs> They're coming to get you. Coming to take me away. <laughs> Speaking of Dr. Demento. I loved Dr. Demento. He had some twisted stuff. Man, it's, uh, it's a lot going on. Yeah. It's such a quiet little neighborhood. Oh. Y'all, I'm looking at the uh, photos from this movie. Um, I, went to, I did a Google image search on it. And y'all, when you see it, Post it on the page. You should just look at the images because, and go. That scared you. That is the thing that scared you. That <laughs> but you were right young. There. I was a little tiny baby. Yeah. I couldn't help it. I was little. Yeah, I bet it wouldn't scare you now. No, I, but now I want to see it. You have seen things now. Oh, and here's the here's the creature's name, Baranga the tree monster. <laughs> oh Lordy, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna watch this. I bet it's on YouTube. <laughs> Well, I bet it's on the YouTubes. I, I went through that phase where I was YouTubing old abandoned houses, and that was kind of worthy. Yes, you were. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was worth my time a little bit, but now I don't know. I just haven't really been in the mood to watch anything. But 
I was thinking about watching H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. That's it. H.R. Puffin stuff. Yeah. I just, just because I remember the the song that you just sang, and I, but I can't really remember it. And Witchy Poo, wasn't she Witchy on H.R. Puffin stuff? Maybe, yeah. And uh, the guy with the big hat, I don't remember, child star, then he was a teenage star, and then he disappeared, I think, from the world. I don't know. Well, he died, I think. Uh -huh. But I can't remember his name. Well, now you know I might have to look it up. It's a th it's a thing about having a damn phone. <laughs> the stuff that years ago I would have just I thought about it for five damn minutes, and then I would have just gone, oh, well, whatever. I'll never know. We would have um, been running to an encyclopedia. <laughs> now I go H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh my God! And it was Sid and Marty Cro Marty Croft. Yes, of course. What else? They must have done a lot of other stuff too. I Jack Wild. Yeah. Jack Wild. What yeah. a cutie pie. And all that hair. <laughs> all that hair. I forget how he died. I do not remember. Bless him. So, so let me ask you. How, if you could die, how would you want oh, to die? Oh, golly. Well, well I, mean, I, I will die. Let's just let's clear that up. <laughs> I'm not an undying okay. being. <laughs> well, I will die at some point. I don't know, because I do, I do think of that sometimes, because I've known people who died, you know, peacefully in their sleep. They just went to sleep, and then they woke up wherever you wake up after you did. And then other people who had a long, lingering death in which they got to say goodbye to everybody and, mm -hmm. you know, do all that. And and then the something in between where maybe there's a terrible accident, you live for a few days. You know, that they, they say that on some level we choose the manner of our deaths, but I don't know that I believe that. I, I think probably some people could that really have have it together, you know. Yeah, maybe. That really have sync with the universe or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I had a a really uh, one of my mentors, a woman who always supported me and supported me being an artist, and she I mean, she's just amazing. And as she got older, older, older. She was, you know, she ever had, evidently had enough money. She lived in a very nice part of town. And she had a yard man who would come. And she would stay in bed and read the papers and have her coffee or whatever. And the curtain was always open. And when he would come to do her backyard, he would look in and wave to her. And she would wave back and return to reading her papers or whatever. Um, and he came one day and he looked in and waved. And she didn't wave back. And then he noticed that she wasn't sitting straight up in the bed. She was oh. kind of bowed to one side. So he ran, went around and knocked. And I think she had someone who was like a caretaker for mm -hmm. her. And he knocked on the door. And she she had died sitting upright in her bed. So she probably had gotten up in the morning. And she was ready to, you know, receive her tea and her whatever for her morning. And she had a little smile on her face. And she had just, ooh. And uh, another friend of mine's grandmother was not feeling well and she wasn't anything particular she just didn't feel well so her daughter and son-in-law took her to the emergency room and this was before going to the emergency room was a 12-hour day yeah. ordeal it yeah. was when you'd go and you might sit there for half an hour but yeah. that was all so she was sitting there between the daughter that she loved so much and the big beloved son-in-law and she just leaned over against him and gave a little sigh and died. Mm -hmm. 
And that would be a good way to go too, with people that you know love you and that you love, and it's you. You just step into whatever the next place is. I think a lot of people who die in hospitals or who die, let me just say, I think a lot of them are in a state of drugged. They're in a drug state. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I don't know what that would be like for them yeah, to, you know, I, I just unless it would just free them from that drug feeling and their mind would become clearer. I, I don't know if they have what we would consider to be a mind after yeah. you, you know. Yeah. All of that's a mystery to me right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll know well, someday. All of us. We'll all know at some point. Yeah. Well, I was with my grandmother, my beloved grandmother, when she died. Oh. And um, she was in the hospital. She'd only been there couple of days I guess not very long um, and she she was not awake but she was not also knocked out so she would talk twilight. periodically mm -hmm. but she didn't open her eyes and and I was sitting by the bed and I was reading her poetry and talking to her and stuff and I stopped for a minute to I don't know drink something maybe I was drinking tea or something and she's she went, Mama, oh, Mama, Mama, and she, and um, and I knew she wasn't talking to me. I knew she was talking to Mama. Uh, she saw her Mama, and I said to her, oh, it's Mama. You should go with her, and she went, Mama, Mama. She said a few more times, and then she got really quiet, and she died, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes later. Wow. But her, it's obvious to me that her Mama came together. That's and wow. I could just imagine her little girl soul reaching up her hand, yeah. taking her, her mama's hand, and, and going home, mm. wherever home is. Wherever that is. Yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know. There, there are good ways to go, I'm sure. The Klingons would say, it's a good day to die. Well, remember, that was in that movie, Little Big Man. I didn't see that movie. Oh, and I, it was like the, a warrior chief or whatever. Uh, old, old man, and he'd say it is a good day to die. It's a good day to die. Yeah. Worf would say it all the time. It's a good day to die. Worf. Well, uh, there are a lot of cultures that are so comfortable, seemingly comfortable with the idea that this life is a life and then make a transition over to a different kind of life. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, that seems like a good thing to, to believe in. To I, me. I, I think so, too, and I, I've seen... Sorry, I just pointed, y'all, and saw Freddie Mercury's over there messing with... They're doing something next door at Freddie Mercury's house. Oh, yeah. And he's over there messing with those workers. Well, just I'd, walking around like, are you going to feed me? Or Yeah. What? I put Cat Dog over here. Man, he is muscly and big, and he would love a challenge, but... You think he'd take that squirrel out? Oh, yeah. But he'd raise hell all the way over here in your car. <laughs> <laughs> He never stops. He never stops. But yeah, back to our our happy. Subject. Sorry, y'all. That was a rabbit hole. For that sure. was the squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> we got squirrels in the attic, like toys in the attic, like the Aerosmith song. Do you remember that one? I do. Well, I had a great uncle who died taking a nap in his favorite chair. Oh, that'd be a good way. Honestly, yeah. huh? I thought. And then I had a, a cousin during COVID who did the same and he was about the same age as me. He, he sat down, everybody in the house went to take a nap one afternoon and, and he died in his chair. And uh, I, you know, he was such a worthy person too. 
I think a nice, easy death like that would be such a blessing. But I, I don't know what to say. I know that we do go on because I've met them. I've yeah, met my, oh, yeah. my ancestors. Yeah. And I've seen things that tell me that for sure. Definitely. So I don't have any problem with the thought. No, I, and I think most of us, if we really looked at it, most of us would consider that we, we're not so much afraid of death as we are afraid of pain. Mm -hmm. um, well, and change. Yeah. And loss, and you know, because we don't want to lose the people we love if we're lucky enough to have somebody like that. Yeah. In our lives, we don't want to lose that. So, uh, but I, you don't have to. <laughs> no, no. You don't have to. But that is an, also one of those discussion for another day. <laughs> well, right now I'm just I'm so enjoying this weather, and it's been so long since we've been out on the porch, and there's a squirrel back there behind me somewhere. <laughs> Damn squirrel! Get out of my house! Yeah. See now, y'all, this is the difference between me and Alicia. Alicia is this sweet, <laughs> kind, wonderful. She came in with, oh, look, he's so scared. Look. And when I came in and I found out what had tore up my kitchen, I opened the door and I went, you bastard, get out of my house, go! And slapped my hands together, get out of my house! Why are you, ah! And Alicia was like, oh, oh, he's so upset and scared. And I thought, well, if you'd been here 10 minutes ago, you'd know why he's scared. It's me. I was like, let's give him some nuts. It's me. And she said, are those really, those really nuts on the table? And I said, yes. Well, why don't we try to Hansel and Gretel him out of here? <laughs> She's so good, y'all. You have no idea how good-hearted oh, Alicia is. Just sicky sweet. And what yeah. a what a vicious monster I am. No, you're not. Oh, if you I had stop. a spear at this house, I'd go in there. I'd get him up against the glass and spear him and then carry him out <laughs> shouting triumphantly. You wouldn't eat him for supper? I might. He looks pretty fat. He does look good. He's had a lot to eat in his house. Yeah. Every time he opened up the bread box, got in there. He opened up the bread opened box? Opened up the bread box. Because, you know, they got them little hands. <laughs> but there wasn't much in there. I think the yard man had left some uh, potato chips or something. Oh. I don't know. It wasn't much. Anyway, well, um, so making a good death is a good thing. And I swear, on this podcast, if we ain't talking about death, we're talking about food. Yeah. Because, like, do we talk about anything else? Death, food, politics, <laughs> people mess, Moving here. messing up the town we love. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. The usual. That's all we talk about all the time. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, Ooh. I am going to attempt. I've never made a cobbler, ever. Oh, are you? Get out of I here. never have. You ain't telling the truth. I am, I've eaten plenty, but I've never made one. Well, they so, are easy, easy. They're easier than pie. Easier than pie. Yep. Well, do you make it with, like, bisquick or with biscuits? Or? No, I make it different ways. Sometimes I make it with a crust underneath, which is classic kind of cobbler, pie, so it's yeah. like a deep pie. But my favorite way to do it is to just mix up whatever fruit I'm using with a little bit of flour, a little bit of sugar, maybe some honey, cinnamon, you know, whatever spices I'm going to put in it. I don't like them too sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so I stir all that up and just let it rest for a little while. And then I mix up a little bit of flour and oatmeal 
and brown sugar and softened butter and cinnamons and stuff like that. And I do what's really technically a crumble. And I put all that stuff on the top. And then I bake it at 350 degrees for about, oh, 40 minutes probably. Depending on the fruit. And then, delish. Oatmeal. I hadn't thought of yep. oatmeal. But that's, I think that's the kind of top that I want. Um, this is peach cobbled, fresh peaches. Oh, oh right. they're so good this year, aren't they? Oh, yeah. So let yeah. me ask you this. When you're peeling the peaches, how do you do it? Oh, how do I do it? Well, I guess I, you know, by the time they're ripe enough that I like them, because I like them really ripe and me soft, too. I just pe pull the skin off. I just peel yeah. it off. How about you? Well, Last night, I tried using a potato peeler because everybody on the internet said to do that. Oh, no. Did you go to a TikTok video? No, no, no. <laughs> I went to a recipe place. Uh, no. I might have gone to Pinterest for it. but So, I thought I would try it. And that did not work so well. So, I just resorted to uh, to doing it the way that I, I, I would have done it, which I've got an apple peeler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, 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 me. And it saves my hand from anything. My mother told me... To blanch it, she said. Oh yeah, blanch you can do that. Yeah, you, it'll just peel right out. off. She says, "Why, why not do that? You're going to be cooking it anyway." Yeah, that works. So I think uh, I'll try that the next time. But the peaches were just, oh, uh, they look so good. But the ones that I got, about half of them were not freestone. Oh. What a pain! Well, I got a half dozen peaches yesterday, and they were too firm, really. Mm -hmm. For me, I like to be the person that has to stand over the sink to eat a peach. Yeah, me too. Because they're just dripping yeah. with all that juice. So I have left them out, and I keep turning them. They're mm -hmm. on a big old cake plate. I just keep turning them. And when I get home, they're going to be ready to eat. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm going to actually go back to the store and get some more of those. They were a little bit pricey, uh, but they were local. Well, they weren't local. They're South Carolina peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, some years we don't ever get a good peach right. here. Well, this year we certainly have. I haven't really seen any decent green beans anywhere unless you just get a whole big half bushel or you something. You know, I've not, I've not been out to the farmer's market or to any tailgate markets. And I bet if you went out to Coates's out at the farmer's market, they'd have some good beans. You're probably right about that. I, I, don't, I haven't bought green beans in so long because until this year, this devil of a year... I just grew bushels of green beans, and this year I have not. I mean, when I came back and saw that all the beans were dead because they hadn't been watered. Yeah, you were happy, weren't um, you? No, I was not happy. <laughs> I know. But, but I replanted them all, and that was weeks, weeks ago. And it has all come up. They all came up really fast, germinated fast, climbed fast, and they have not yet bloomed, and they're not going to bloom. You don't think? Not at all? No, I think they've put all their energy into putting up a nice big vine, and they're not going to bloom. Mm. Or they'll bloom in, you know, end of September, right before the frost hits them. Before the frost hits. So, it's nice to see them, because I love the way green bean vines look. I do, too. I like them when they're blooming. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to get anything out of it. Well, you've adjusted your expectations, therefore... They can't bother you that, if, it, if it doesn't happen. I'm telling happen. you, that was one of the lessons of COVID mm -hmm. is have no expectation. Mm -hmm. No, no, have no expectation of, a, of outcome, no particular outcome. Mm -hmm. Know that there will be an outcome, 
But maybe you just approach that with curiosity. Mm, you're just not and attached. And not fear. Yeah. <laughs> not attachment. <laughs> I became a Buddhist during COVID. Not attached. You've probably been a little bit Buddhist all your life, well, most I, likely. I, I think it's pretty smart for most Appalachian people to be pretty... I do too. ...without attachment to stuff, because things change so fast. I know it. I know it. It changed so hard. Well, all right. Let me change the subject. If you had a, an hour or two to spare, what movie would you recommend for me to watch? And I caveat it with, I would like a movie that has something to do with Appalachia. I don't, I don't think I can recommend one. I mean, knowing your sensibilities. Like when people say to me, so what's Appalachia really like? Because it's not Deliverance, mm -mm. and it ain't the Hill, Beverly Hillbillies, mm -mm. and it ain't, you know... I tell him to watch his older movie called Winter's Bone, Winter. even though it is not set in Appalachia, it's set in the Ozarks, but it's very, very similar. But it's about the hard part of being Appalachian, mm. the really hard part. The hard scrabble is yeah. what I've heard stuff called. Yeah, and about, you know, and hard people in the family. So it's that's a hard one to watch, and I don't know that I would recommend that for you. What do y'all recommend, our dear listeners? Have y'all got a particular Appalachian movie that you like? I know that you would recommend that Miss Alicia watch? I know there was one that was filmed in Madison County about some maybe musical type movie. Oh, God. Was I, song catcher? I, maybe that was. I don't know. And it had some local people in it. Yeah, I know there was one, one at least, that was, that I did not care for at all that had Glenn Close. So oh, I wasn't, wasn't going to watch that one. And I yeah, didn't. I ain't seen that one, but... Uh, what was that one called? I'm not going to call okay. it. Okay. Because nobody needs to see that piece of rubbish that was from a book by a piece of rubbish. That was a piece of rubbish. Yeah. So there. I don't know of any movies uh, with, like, Foxfire kind of themes. No. I, I liked Foxfire because it helped me understand that I needed to appreciate some of that culture I was living in. Because I yeah. didn't consider it culture. I just considered this is what you do. It's like my great granny and I, she used a birch stick, little twig, excuse me, a birch twig to brush her teeth with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her teeth were always beautiful and all of that. A birch twig. And, and that's something that I found out, you know, came down through the centuries they didn't start out life with toothbrushes in the medieval age or back <laughs> no, in the whenever. No, they did not. <laughs> so that was, that was one thing. And learning about churning butter, that was another thing. Yeah. Learning how milk fat works mm. is what I should say because you can do so much stuff with it. And so what keeps it from going into turning into butter if you're trying to make whipped cream and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I, and my mom taught me how to bake. She's a good baker. Oh, uh, yummy. And I love to bake. I used to bake. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Somebody's saying, would you bake something for me? I would. I'd bake some cornbread and put some pork on top of that. That's what I would make for the crows if I had the time and could right now. You'd do some baking. Yeah. And then you would, you would say, don't turn them into pets. I would. <laughs> well... Bless them. I mean, they kind of, they kind of are. They're not pets. They're, but they are acquaintances of ours they that are. we know pretty well. They know my face for sure, and I'm sure they know yours. Too. I, they do. 
Absolutely. And, and um, they know the yard man's face too. Oh yeah, he's Definitely. been he's been pretty good to them. Is has been my understanding. Well, he's a good fellow, the reason. I guess he is. He's kind of scary fella, but oh, <laughs> I think he looks. It's that big old beard makes him look scary, but I don't think he. Gomez, I don't think you're too scary. Just, <laughs> just in case you were listening to this. <laughs> yeah, the crows. I think the crows are letting us know it's rain is coming. Yeah, rain is coming. Isn't coming it? in from the north. It looks like. I feel it. Yep. Do, you, do you know anybody Smell who says too. I feel it in my bones? Yes, yes, and I'm not quite at that place yet, but I do have this little arthritis twinge in my left thumb mm. that I suspect is going to be one of those things in several years that I'll go, well, Alicia, I feel like there's a storm coming today because I've got a little ache in my bursitis. <laughs> my bursitis is acting up. acting up. Oh, and it's in my sciatica. I don't even know what bursitis actually I don't is. Either. I think it's arthritis, <laughs> some painful disease of your joints and mm. bones. Mm. Do you ever drink aloe for? No, stuff like uh, that? no, uh, no, you don't like it. Okay. No, is it slimy? Cause aloe is slimy. When it, you drink it, is it slimy? Um, I drink it chunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it kind of is. No, thank you. It's, it's and boy, you just sure make it sound appetizing. Oh, no, it's not just slimy. It's chunky, too. <laughs> oh, boy, chunky and slimy. Give that's me my, some of that. That's my favorite combination. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. what that squirrel's going to be if he stays in the house a few more days. Slimy chunky and chunky. and slimy. In the soup pot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, would, you, would you eat that squirrel? Well, it's funny you say that because... <clears throat> I, I myself have not dressed a squirrel in many and many a year, so I might do that if, assuming I could catch it and you know slaughter it and whatever. Not make an exception. I, I might make an exception for this damn squirrel, but what I don't know is, I don't know. I reckon I could figure out how to do it. Listen to those crows; they're like, "You would not eat that damn squirrel. Don't even pretend you would." No, no, I wouldn't eat that squirrel. There must be a predator around. There must be. Uh, there must be a hawk. Yeah. They sound like they're raising hell about something. Yeah. And chasing something. Yeah. Yep, because there they go towards the woods down there. Hmm. I'll bet you there's a hawk. I used to sit out here on this porch and I'd watch the hawks. There's a pair of them. They go from the steeple to the phone <laughs> wire to this roof over here. Trying to find a nice rabbit. Yeah, that's exactly it. I've had some crazy experiences with the the crows and the hawks and the eagles around here. I mean, I've had crazy experiences. I should have just left it at that. Well, but these were the specific crazy experiences. Yeah. And I'm looking over Alicia's knee and trying to see if, if our good friend, Mr. Freddie Mercury, is coming this way, but I don't see him now. And you I can't think, you can't really call him because he's so oh hell no he's so deaf he won't hear you. Oh, that's true. He is deaf as a post, but he wouldn't come even if he could hear. Us. I don't think he would. No. Yeah. This is kind of his. Uh, this is like his back room of his house, I think, because he comes out there where he lives and he crosses the driveway and he walks up to this yard and he goes all the way to the end of this yard and that's his <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> And then he comes back to the porch and watches front yard TV. It's kitty cat TV. He 
he he will never probably never forget that bush where he slaughtered that family on Easter. <laughs> Those poor little bunnies. Well, I wish I could tell you that I cared about that. <laughs> I know, but I really don't. I know, I know, but it was it was unique experience that I was not expecting on a nice, quiet, you know, Good Friday. <laughs> His own, he did his own reenactment. <laughs> oh, oh my! So, so my little nephew did not get to meet Dolly. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. He's, he seems to be fine with that. Oh, okay. He's very, very patient about it. He knows that that I'm interested. It's what it is, and so he Aww. called me up. Yeah, la la, blah blah blah, and uh, so I'm excited for him. I'm truly excited for the uh, school debt being raised. Golly, me too. It changes his life. It changes a lot of people's lives. And, you know, anybody out there is just feeling, well, I've managed to pay all my school debt. I don't know why people won't give that stuff away. It's like, have you just not got a heart inside your body? Just because you suffer, you want everybody to suffer? Yeah. What's wrong with you? There are people, and that... You know, that damn, the way the interest rate is, there are people that they borrowed $20,000 25 years ago, and now, after paying off every damn month, now they owe $40,000. Right, yep. And that is just not, that is not right. And I hate to be the the devil that's quoting scripture for my own uses, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you right now. Might as well. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, the good book has more to say about usury then it does homosexuality. Mm, that's for sure. So if you think it's okay to charge an exorbitant interest rate, goes ha ha, got those dead beats fair to rights, then you need to you need to take a good look at both the mm-hmm. Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament mm-hmm. and the New Testament because they're pretty clear about that. Oh yeah, pretty really pretty darn clear. And homosexuality is only talked about in the Old Testament. Yeah, and, and when Jesus came, he took over those laws. They're not Christian laws anymore. Mm-hmm. Those are laws for the Hebrew people. Those are the old for laws. For the children of Israel, not for not for Christians. So that's there, that's what I'm going to tell you right now. And that comes from the granddaughter of a Methodist lay minister. So there you go. So if you're preaching or teaching, that's what you said last time. That's right. That's right. Either preaching or teaching or both. That's what I do, buddy. No, I'm happy for so many people. Me too. Sorry about that rabbit hole. Yeah. Squirrel. (laughs) I was hoping when you said squirrel, that little squirrel's coming out the door. But it was not. I keep thinking about that scene in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation (laughs) where the squirrel just on the back of uh, of her and then it jumps onto the neighbor's face. And just oh opens the front door, jumps on the face. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, I I feel so happy for all yeah. those people who, you know, this is a life changer. It is. It will save some of their lives. And, you know, I'm also very happy that the, co- the companies that are making more than a billion dollars a year are going to finally start paying taxes. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, well, I mean, nice in theory, them? it's going to happen. They're sucking up all those resources in America. And then, oh, well, they employ people at the bare minimum they can get away with. 
Well, they're not so, paying any taxes. No, they're not paying any taxes. You have to pay taxes. I have to pay taxes. Right, at a higher rate than 15%. Exactly. Yeah. And so if they are the job creators and they are fixing the economy, well, maybe maybe all them years of not paying their taxes, maybe if they pay a little taxes, they'll be good a little something yeah. else. Maybe they'll try something new. Yeah, maybe something will happen from maybe. it. So I'm glad about that, too. Me, too. And the rest of it, I don't even want to talk about. And I will say this. I decided that... Uh, maybe we'll put this on there. Maybe we won't. But I decided that if this last round of stuff where the librarians and the archivists have stepped in. Yeah. Because you know they've got their poop in a group. They uh, do. They absolutely do. They are the warriors. Right. If that one, if that doesn't do it and there's no jail time, I'm done with the subject because there's nothing I can do about it. Well, it's evidently a magic thing that's stronger than I am. So. Well, and what it also is is that we have been a nation that was under the rule of law. And if we are no longer under the rule of law, then we are no longer the nation we were. That, well, that's true, too. So if there are people that are above the law, and we've known, speaking all those damn rich people, we've known rich people, there's a different set of laws for rich people than there are poor people. Yeah. We know that. We've known that yeah. since we were youngins. That's when the entitlement thing kicks in. But yeah. no, you're right about that. Dang, your hair is getting long. I know. What y'all can't see is that I just realized I had never, I had not taken my hair down today and rebraided it. So we're sitting here talking, listening to the crows. I thought I'd rebraid it. It is getting pretty long. It is. Probably yeah, it do is. A, it may be the longest I've ever seen it. Probably do a trim at some point, but I don't even care about that. No. I don't even care. I just braid it up every day, wasn't I? Yeah. That's my goal is for it to be long enough that it can wrap all the way around my head in a big circle crown. Oh, little skinny circle crown. I've never even thought of that. That's a neat idea. That's the way my great aunt used to wear her hair all the time. Like this way? No, like the like up top. Oh, like so it goes across the top of her head and comes around the back of the head. Is that called a, a chignon or how do you say that word? Chignon. Chignon. I do not know. No, it's just like a little coronet. It's a coronet of braids. That's right. Nice. Coronet and that's um. It's that's a pretty traditional way for Appalachian women to wear their hair back in the day. Yeah. So that's my goal. Well, I keep mine in one of those banana clips in the summer. Mm-hmm. I have a big giant round ball on top of my head. Yeah. The size of a softball. Well, ball. you have got so much hair, woman. I got really thick hair. Yes, I do. I do not. I have very thin baby hair. I have baby hair. Baby hair grows fast though. Yeah. You know, I tell people, like, oh, God, your hair grows so fast. Well, it does grow fast. Mm -hmm. And the women in my family, you know, we have two blessings and a curse. And the two blessings are we don't get gray, really. I got a little bit of silver at my, right at my temples. We don't really get gray, and, uh, and our hair grows really fast. But older we get, the thinner it gets. Mm. And so we end up with not a lot of hair, but it's very long and still dark. We've got a lot of family genetic markers, I guess is what you yeah. say. Red hair, blue eyes, and all the crap that comes along with it. Yeah. Which there's yeah. a lot. There is a lot. Well, yeah. yeah. We react to pain differently. Did you know that? No. Yep. Redheads? Or yep. Huh. That's why dentists dread seeing redheads come. They'll tell you. should look that up. Redheads, oh, dentists, well. pain. And, and Is it because you feel pain more acutely? Yep. Oh. Differently. Just it's I guess that's what I mean. It's just differently and probably more acutely. But because of that, they say that we're able to handle more pain. 
because because of being used oh, to it. Oh, yeah, in our lives. that makes sense. Yeah. So that that's something, and then certain drugs, and so on and so on. And, of course, the sun, oh, get it away, get it away. But because yeah. redheads stay out of the sun a lot, they usually uh, don't have enough vitamin D. Yeah, I think most of us are missing vitamin D. My doctor tells me that periodically he'll check it when he does my blood work. Yeah. He'll go, you're still low on vitamin D. Take three. Take three of them. I go, take okay, three. I'll take more. Oh, I can't take vitamin D. It makes me sick. Does it? Yeah, I get nauseated. So I have to try and get mine through vegetables and stuff, which is fine with me, honestly. Well, what has vitamin D in it? Milk? I don't even know what I has vitamin milk. D. Uh, broccoli does. Oh, doesn't broccoli have everything? I love it broccoli. It does. I do, too. I'm back in a broccoli phase. I've fallen out of favor with it for a while. Oh, dear. I think I just overdid it. Yeah. And then I made, and what it was is I had this casserole, a bite of a casserole that somebody had made, and it had so much cheese that I was just like, bleh, bleh. And I didn't want broccoli after that for a long, long time. Are then, you are you inferring, let me just be straight about this, are you inferring that there is such a thing as too much cheese? Yes, I am. Because I am pretty sure I don't even understand what those words mean. Well, I guess it depends on the type of cheese, too. If it's some Velveeta stuff, forget oh, it. Oh, well, that's not even cheese. Well, no, and it just didn't taste all that good. And, and, and so I just didn't want broccoli for a long time after that, and I finally wanted to learn how to make a casserole. Somebody had requested it. I put my own stuff in it. And it was good. Mm. Yeah, I like my cooking. You, you're a good cook. Sometimes. I don't know. We'll let you know tomorrow if the if the cobbler comes out. Um, it'll be delicious. Put some little bit of vanilla ice cream on it. It'll be good. I was going to whip some cream and better, do like vanilla whipped cream. Better, better, better. Yeah, because I can get away with just a little bit of that. And when yeah. my when my daughter was little, I know you talking about broccoli reminded me of it. We used to do this thing called. The Enchanted Broccoli Forest, and there's a book. <laughs> there's a book by that name that's a whole bunch of different vegan and vegetarian recipes. Yeah. And what it was, you took brown rice and you put it all in like a, an eight by eight baking pan. Yeah. So you cook the rice and you put it in the pan, and then you steamed broccoli and you stood it up in the rice like little trees. Oh, that's and then cool. you could take chop up carrots and they were like little flowers on the ground and chop up some parsley and put that around, whatever. And so it was like a little forest. Man, she loved that. I would just put the whole thing, once it had cooled off enough, I'd just put it right in front of her, and she would start with the trees, of course. She wanted to eat the trees. And then she'd grab a big handful of that brown rice, and there was some cheese on there, too, but maybe not too much cheese for you, Alicia. I didn't realize you were, you know, you had a delicate cheese <laughs> thing going on. No, I like some things with cheese. I like a lot of cheese on the pizza. Oh, man. I, I actually will put cheese on baked spaghetti, certain types of cheese, when I'm baking it. Oh, uh, I haven't had spaghetti in so long. They make, uh, they make low-carb noodles now. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. You told me that three months ago. Go look for the low-carb noodles. And I found some that were lower-carb. They didn't have 48 goddamn carbs per serving. But they still had a lot of carbs. Well, and, yes, you can yeah. get low-carb sort of... Japanese noodles that ain't got much carbs, but yeah, well, they've got some made with mushrooms that taste awful. Uh, but now, somebody, uh, Pat Crouch, hey Pat, if you're listening, hey, she was saying she read this thing and she uh, she posted the article that said you make 
plain old pasta. Yeah. And you let it cool down. Yeah. And then reheat it. That it changes a certain high percentage of the carbohydrates to fiber. Really? Converts them to fiber. Or gluten. And she said, and if you cool it down and then heat it up and then cool it down again, it does. So if you just kept heating and cooling, heating and cooling, heating and cooling, it gets to be almost all fiber. And yeah. I said, you know, I might try that. That's that interesting. Yeah, I never, I never even thought of something like that. That might be it. Well, I do still have me some spaghetti from time to time. Baked spaghetti too. <laughs> so, mm. I do like it. I got my recipe from Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy, who's Little Jimmy? Wow. What is that? That's the enchant. I'm showing That's the, Alicia, enchanted the enchanted broccoli farm. Oh, there's look. a picture of it on the TV. I mean, on the TV. That's cool. And I'm going to post that on the page, too. You can put all kinds of things in there. I can. Put a, some little red pimentos in there. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Lousy. <laughs> all right. So we're probably at about 40 minutes. Yeah, this is the point in the podcast where we're like, have we got more to say? Probably. Yeah. But yeah. if we could stop now, that'd be okay, too. Yeah. We can stop now. So, y'all, thank you for hanging out. Appreciate it. We're looking forward to doing more of these episodes from the porch, especially now that the weather is starting to get more fall-like. If we can keep Byron at home a little well, bit. I'm just barely here. But now what Alicia is not telling you that is our big news for today is that on Monday morning at 9 o'clock, I'm picking her happy red-headed ass up. <laughs> we are going on a damn road trip to Maggie Valley. The Valley of Maggie. Yes, we're we going. Are. Look out, Maggie. We're coming to see you, sister. That's it. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, golly, y'all. We've been trying to do a damn road trip for 2,000 or 11,000 years. So That's not Labor Day, is it? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God, is it? I don't know. I can't tell I that stuff. This anymore. coming Monday, I don't think it is. No, no it's, not. it's not even like the end of the month. No, it's not. It's like the 28th or something. Yeah. Well, today's the 25th. 25th, 26th, 27th. It's the 29th then. There we go. It's Wednesday. Yeah. 29th. Oh, that sounds I'm picking so good. her up 9 o'clock in the morning over at the Hoochie Coochie Cafe. And <laughs> we are, I got me a tank full of petroleum products. And we are going to pack up some snacks and hit the damn road. <laughs> yeah, and boy. When you see us in front of the big old stuffed bear in, yeah. the che in Cherokee, we're going to know, oh, my God, the weird mountain gals are on the loose. Or in as that always. As always. Or in that parking lot <laughs> at Ghost Town. That's where we're headed. That is the first destination. We are going to get on 1923, heading west. We're going through Candler, and I'm going to go off there at Canton. I'm going to say, see underneath this trestle right here, Alicia? That's where my great, great, great aunt and uncle used to live. I got a picture of that where it had the big old family reunion right after the Civil War. Blah, blah, blah. Are blah. you really? Hell yes, right. I am. I'm looking forward We're to that. We're going on a road trip. We're going to pack some damn snacks. We're going to have some big old water bottles. Yep. We're going to have lunch at some place has got probably a damn barbecue yeah. or some <laughs> other kind of shit you eat when you're out on the, a one-day vacation. Neighbors, Hell yes. Neighbors drive in. 
neighbors. Oh my! I wonder if it's still there. I would. I think it is. I really do think it is, because I think I would have heard if it wasn't. And of course, the yeah, there's a crystal there. The only one in the state of North Carolina oh is out God. there. But Neighbors Drive-In is the place now. They had a slaw burger. and Oh, that's my favorite. That's right. And if you order that just about anywhere, they'll call it the Carolina Burger. Yep. And it's got the stuff on it you have on a hot dog. Yes, it does. <laughs> hot on slaw and some chili. And, and some mustard. Some mustard and onion and cheese. Sometimes and it's good. Cheese, and it is the best. It's my favorite. It really, my daddy would get those every time. And that's the place them. that used to keep the bears in a pen. Yeah. And the peacocks yes. in a pen. It's down by the river there. And I, I'm sure they don't do that anymore, and I'm glad. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't been there in decades. I've driven past it. But we'll just have, I'd like to check that place out. I I'm wish looking, we, we I'm had. I'm looking right now. Did you Are say you? Neighbor's Cafe? Is that neighbor's Drive-In. Drive it's, it's a real old-fashioned drive-in. And I think they spelled it N-A-B-O-R-S. I think. I believe you're right. That's why I'm not finding it. Neighbors. Let me see. Well, I'm looking to. Google just it gave up on me. It's like, stop it. Just hit search and I'll look for it. But if you're just going to quit, keep messing with me. There you go. Somebody else has looked for it. Here it is. It's there. Yeah, it is there. It's open 8 a.m. Friday, and it closes at 7 p.m. Oh, my gosh. And this and business was confirmed. it is in City. Yes, it is. Yes, ma'am. Let's check this. It's got the menu here. See, that's the thing. This internet makes it so easy. It does, and you can go, oh, is, it, is that that thing I like to eat? Do they still have that? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so there's Neighbors Drive-In, and it has got a chicken dinner. Oh my God. Yeah, it's got hamburger steak. Where do you see that anymore? Hamburger Everywhere steak. Everywhere I stop. Do you? Well, yeah. you stop at the good places. You know where we are not going to go, though, is through the casino. No. Well, Look, no. I'm looking at Santa's land right now. Santa's land. Santa. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, hamburger and bacon, hamburger and chili. And you know what's still there? Bear meets Indian Dan. Oh, oh my God. We'll have to go see the chief. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm oh. not seeing the chili burger anymore, but I bet you could ask oh. for it. You reckon they still know how to do it? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Shoot, we're going to have so much fun. It takes an hour and six minutes just to get to neighbors. But we're going to take it kind of slow, I think. Yeah, we will. We'll end up hanging out. Over on the quality boundary with the real folks. With the real folks, yeah. Yep. I tell you what, now I can I can handle a day out of town. That's what we're having. We hope we can handle it. That's the truth. I tell you, that damn little car drove to New York and back. I reckon it can drive to Cherokee. Get good gas gas mileage. Oh yeah, yeah, good gas mileage. That's the that's the trick. We don't have to actually fade. I'll do it for us, oh. but. So, so anyway, yeah, we're going to have a good time. We are. We're going to have a great time. Making that and the whole time, every, every time we stop, because, you know, I'm going to be driving. Alicia's going to have her phone. I should be like, hang on. Here we go. We're live casting. <laughs> and it'll be like, Facebook, live, go. And I'll be like, Alicia, I, I ain't even got to have, what, what, were you, uh, uh. <laughs> will you stop that while I'm driving? <laughs> it's going to be great. She's And she'll be able to record me going, See, right underneath that trestle is a great big old-fashioned house. It probably built right before the Civil War. Blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> some of my people are from Haywood County, as if y'all can tell. I've got some from Haywood County, too. Not many. Mostly Robin Joyce.
Well, all right, yeah. all right. Well, we had a goodbye, and then we kept going. So. You know what that makes it, right? Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D Radio.